Yes team, how are we? I hope that we're well. Welcome back to another High Performance Coach podcast episode. Uh, today I am joined by my two favourite people. Firstly, Lola. Uh, so if you hear any barking, uh, any groaning and or somebody just in the background, uh, it's probably Lola looking for treats and or attention and or she's found a ball. And uh, we're also joined by my equally uh, favourite person, Leanne. Uh, we obviously wanted to uh, do this podcast because uh, we've been on our own kind of incredible like personal journeys individually and then also as a collective and together and um, I can remember the days that we sat uh, back in our old flat um, on a small little sofa, Leanne would go live on Facebook and uh, I would go live on Facebook and we would uh, just sit and answer questions. Typically, nobody would ever turn up and nobody would ask us questions. So we'd just literally turn both the phones on and just make up questions um, and just chat away for the best part of an hour. And uh, little did we know, obviously, that was going to be something that would obviously be such a catalyst that would now allow us to step into uh, the coaching side of things and everything that we do now. So we thought it'd be great to obviously uh, sit on the sofa with the fire on. So we hope that the camera is not going to overheat and uh, catch up talk and uh, give us a little insight into Leanne, us, and uh, all things happening and what we're up to moving forward. So Leanne, I'm laughing at <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. You had a good day? Yeah, been a good day. Good, good, Have good. you had a good day? I've had a good day. Good. Take, take, take me back, Leanne, to uh, when we first met. We first met back in 2013. Which is 10 years, do you know? I do now. Yeah, 10 years ago, which is crazy, 10 years, mm -hmm. which is mad. But yeah, so we, I was starting my own fitness journey. Um, I just finished university. Well, actually, I was still at university. It was my last year. I was really out of shape. My outfits weren't fitting me anymore. And I just started going to fitness classes and started running on the treadmill. And me and my friends all had this a running joke that there was a guy working in the gym so we just called him hot gym guy which was you and you were working that day I was running on a treadmill and my friends came in and I was about to leave and they said they were going to an abs class which you were taking and they were like come to the abs class like you need to come and I was like no I've just ran for an hour like I don't want to do abs but they managed to get me to go along to the class and there was too many people, so you had to pick someone to be your partner. Yeah. Yeah, so then that was the first time I think I'd spoken more than one word to you. <laughs> yeah. At that time, I basically looked like Johnny Bravo. My hair was stuck right up, and obviously I had the smallest T-shirt possible on. Uh, but yeah, we basically used to run, obviously, fitness classes at, on our lunchtime, and uh, it just so happens that I was putting together an app, like master class or Blast, I can't remember what it was called. And uh, there were seven people. Uh, it was either I had the choice of now going with Leanne or Leanne's friend. Um, and obviously it ended up going with Leanne, uh, coincidentally. My friend was a, was a man, so obviously maybe it was nicer to go with together than, <laughs> than a man. Uh, and then obviously uh, I'd seen uh, Leanne out in a nightclub uh, not too long after that. Uh, and walked up to her and she completely ignored me, completely pied me and pretended that she didn't actually know who I was and she'd never met me before in our, or in her life. Uh, and I was like, yeah, well, I was that guy that we were throwing med balls at one another and we were doing that abs thing. She's like, nah, sorry, don't remember, don't remember you. <laughs> so that uh, literally did my ego absolutely no favours whatsoever. And uh, 10 years on, 10 years on, the rest is history. So uh, Leanne, obviously university, uh, you were studying sociology. 
criminology. criminology and sociology. And, sociology. Yeah. and then you had the thought process of maybe wanting to step into policing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the that was the original goal. But you didn't. That degree. No. What did you do? No. Um, I can't remember why, but I just had this feeling that like policing wasn't right for me. Like I had the, like the chefs and yeah. I just wasn't sure what to do. So I just gave myself permission to have a little bit longer just to really think about things rather than jumping into stuff. Um, I started working in a job in an estate agent. Absolutely hated it. It was just not for me. So then I regressed then again and I just went back to waitressing and I was like, that's it. I'm really happy waitressing. I've got flexible hours. I can keep doing all my training that I was doing because I was really loving that then. Um, And just give myself a wee bit more, yeah, just a bit of permission to just... um, find out what was for me and that led into starting a fitness business which is absolutely crazy I just started sharing what I did in the gym just being really honest with my training and back then I think we can both agree there wasn't a lot of women like what yeah 10 years ago there was not a lot of women in the weights area in the gym there were probably maybe myself and two others mm-hmm. that we would know of mm-hmm. so it was really kind of unknown so then a lot of people would be approaching me on Instagram like oh like I love what you do it's really cool to see the transition from being an absolute pisshead at university to being this really health focused person and the benefits I was seeing from it um yeah that, that led into creating the female fitness program mm-hmm. and what do you believe gave you the confidence to now be able to step away from running on the treadmill and being the piss head and now allowing <laughs> you the confidence to step into the gym uh, and and focus on obviously going into an environment that was obviously predominantly male orientated at the time oh i don't know i just think the more i did it the more comfortable i got with it i remember like the first time you took me down for like a little fitness class and I remember it was like deadlifts, squats, um, Turkish get-ups I think and mm-hmm. a likeness. I, I remember the workout and you showed me it right away and I think just someone being there with me and just showing me what to do was all I needed because straight away I was like I love this, this is amazing and I did the same session for like weeks really? until you did eventually give my new one but I just loved it and all I needed was someone just to walk me down those stairs and show me what to do and I think once you've got a plan and you've, you've done it and you repeat it then you just build confidence from that. Mm-hmm. And how did that lead to stepping into creating the female fitness program? Um, yeah just seeing that there was loads of interest and people were like wow I want to learn how to do this can you show me so then I did my level two and then did my level three whilst I was waitressing alongside that and then just took the leap to, well, I seen you had started your business just like, I think there's always mm-hmm. that year between us, isn't it? You started like a year or so before. I seen that you were doing it and people were asking me to help them that I was like, okay, this is maybe something that I can do. Joe's done it, so I can do it too. So that's what kind of, I knew it worked and thought I'd give it a go. I didn't have ideas of where it would go, but I thought, try it, why not? Yeah, we were talking uh, last week about how I remember when uh, Leanne first got the job at Pure Gym in Shawlands, which is Glasgow, and we were uh, kind of 30 miles from Glasgow, and she had her first ever uh, shift, which was a Sunday shift at 6 a.m., and the night before, uh, she had to deliver her first ever fitness class, and uh, I basically hadn't given the time and or the energy to Leanne to now be able to allow her the opportunity to be able to plan for that fitness class, so we were up incredibly late. There are a lot of tears and a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but we managed to finally get there and there was a lot of, I don't have the belief or I don't think that I can do this. Mm-hmm. But you went in and you crushed it. 
Yep, definitely. I think we always remember that moment. Because, like, yeah, I was so panicked that, I, I honestly, I was terrified of mm-hmm. posting the class. But, again, once you do it and you know you can do it, you build confidence. And, yeah, it was a yeah. big turning moment, I think, doing that. Yeah, and I remember as well, it's like a lot of times as well, I think, where especially with like coaches now, it's like, how can I now cut corners or what steps can I now take to get there quicker? And like, even for you with the FFP, it was like, you actually didn't have the female fitness program. You went through the journey you went through, but then it was like, right, okay, every single weekend you were putting up then a weekend workout on YouTube that you were doing for free uh, that we had like people like my mum would be doing or like your my auntie would be doing or like just random people would then be yeah. doing and messaging you. And they'd be like, I've just done a two or 20 minute kind of hit workout. And then that was the very thing that actually um, allowed you to realize, right, okay, actually I can maybe make this into more of a thing. Yeah. Um, that wasn't just now kind of doing home workouts and actually I could now build it obviously into a program, which was obviously then a 10 week program, an eight week program. And that's obviously now kind of been how long since you, or how long did you run that program for? Um, I started coaching in 2015. Um, so I think I started the female fitness program, which is a group program. I think I started that maybe in 2016, 17, I think. And how many women would you say that you work with within that kind of period of time? Uh, it would range, but at one point we probably had, like, at a max, we had about 120, 130 women on the group programme, and then we also had one-to-one in the gym, and then we also had one-to-one mm-hmm. online as well, so it was quite a big mm-hmm. thing about and at one point. So working with all those women, how did that now allow you to develop as a person or as a coach? Um, as a coach, I guess... I really kind of realised that I think the, the strongest thing for me that I didn't know that I was actually doing or building was just like a really strong community for women. Because um, it's online as well, I think a lot of people had a lot of doubt back then of like what is the whole point in doing an online programme, but it was really nice because people were training at home or people were training at the gym, but they were all very different, but they all had lots of similar traits and they all wanted to just be better, they all wanted to be fitter, they wanted to be healthier and they wanted to just do it in a healthy realistic way and I think like for me being a coach as well I was very honest when I was fucking up and we're all talking about not being perfect and that doesn't get you results so like I think it was just a real safe space for women to kind of be in and and they all felt like they knew each other so it was really really special what we were building um so I think that was a great thing that just naturally happened or was naturally good at um yeah just to kind of know that women needed a program like that I think Mm -hmm. was yeah. And I think we said at the time, like there wasn't many, we wasn't, we weren't really aware again, we obviously live in our own little bubble, but it was like, we weren't really aware of anybody else that's kind of really doing anything like that um, at the time. So it's almost like you allowing yourself the opportunity to step into that kind of like quote unquote blue ocean and being able to now work with those hundreds of women that you were able to do so with the intakes that you are now kind of like building. And I think things we say all the time, it's almost like we didn't really know what we were creating, what we were building, but we're having a good time and enjoying it and we're training as part of our life. And then you just then get to just like build incredible relationships with people who are then getting results. And then it starts to kind of just work its way through. And I think not only that, of course, there were challenges that people that weren't didn't get results. And there were obviously kind of like uh, challenging moments and tears and emotion. But um, I think it's in those moments that you actually then learn and grow and develop and kind of improve. So how do you think that? We we always say all the time as well as like when we're out walks and stuff, we always think back to those days and we always think, oh my God, like the actual building process 
of a program is like the best part it's not there's never really mm-hmm. going to be that final happy place where everything's sorted and sometimes when you do get there you just break it all back down again because the building part is the best part mm-hmm. but when you're in it and when you're doing it you've got no idea where it's going to go but that's exciting it is exciting but in at the time sometimes it doesn't feel as exciting does it you don't know what's going to work out and how yeah. it's going to go and we've got more responsibilities now compared to back then as well when we're younger I think you can only connect the dots when you look backwards and then you actually start to see actually do you know what like that's what I mean you don't realize actually how good it is because sometimes all you see is the challenge and the mm-hmm. um responsibility yeah. and everything yeah and I hear someone once say as well is like sometimes you don't realize like you always go, oh, those were the good days, but it's like you're actually living in the good days mm-hmm. right now as well, and sometimes we forget that. And I loved when I heard that quote. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you think that's now kind of like shaped and moulded what is now Lead Her and how that's kind of been created off the back of the FFP and working with those women? What did it like teach you or allow you to see? I think like with kind of moving into Lead Her, it's me maybe kind of maturing more as a woman. So obviously FFP, Female Fitness Programme, came out after uni from me losing weight, getting fitter, getting healthier, going to the gym. And um, that's where all my kind of client base was at that time as well. And people that were following me on Instagram, all very similar ages, or they were a few years behind, so they'd just gone through that. And what I've kind of noticed is like over, how many years is that, like seven years? Mm like over maybe the last five years is like the conversation is changing and like there's a lot of people that go to the gym there's still maybe not as many but there's still lots of people that go to the gym now and I've noticed like with me growing client base has grown as well they've had children they've had careers they've been really busy that we're sometimes now maybe focusing on kind of bigger things that affect our life and our health and our well-being and we're actually starting to realize like what is really important to us now so I feel like I've grown in to find more passion and stuff like that as well. So there's just been this natural evolution into leaving FFP, which was mm-hmm. a thing that I struggled with for a good year and a half to eventually do, to then find out that actually just I had to find this mature brand that really suited my vision and now where I want to go. So yeah, to answer your question. Yeah. yeah, And how did you feel obviously in that kind of year and a half in that transition phase? when you're just trying to figure it out and what you were kind of like looking to do, because I know that I felt quite lost, lonely, like things were good, but I knew that I was capable of more. When you were moving into... The coach's coach. And I felt as though that I was working with lovely people and I had so much love and appreciation for them, but I just knew that I wanted to be able to shift gears in terms of what I wanted to talk about and what brought me joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's quite difficult to communicate because there isn't really a problem, but you just feel as though there's something that's there that you just can't quite put your finger on yeah. that frustrates you. So did you feel? Yeah, felt all of those emotions. So I think I'd, I'd find it really, really hard because I didn't know that Lead Heart existed because she didn't exist yet. I was kind of more stuck in this place where I was just a bit stuck and I was like, just felt like I had so much more I wanted to do and I wasn't sure what that was. So it was a really, really tough time and like obviously you're amazing and if I am stuck with something, like I would come to you and chat about Mm -hmm. it. But I just couldn't work out what I was really kind of looking to do or where I wanted to be. Um, And it's hard when you're in that messy part in the middle, the messy middle, and you don't know what direction you want to go next. But like I had still amazing clients that I was working with. They were still living the lead her ethos they were still doing all of that um but it was almost hard to like let the outside world know like what actually happened within my program because we weren't just giving them a training program and going off you go on and do it we were literally changing their lives like they were becoming more 
confident, they were more confident then within their career, within their relationships, like all these areas of their life that we were helping them. And I just like, how can I show the world that's what we really do? But when I was in that really, really tough time, I just made sure I was just looking after myself. I just kept doing the right things and the things that I knew I had to do and knew eventually you're going to find your way. Mm -hmm. You just need to kind of trust that process. But it's really hard when you're there. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like a regeneration phase that you've got to go through. You've got to give yourself the space and the time to now be able to think, well, okay, now what do I want? Where do I want to go? And I think actually you did it way better than me because you've got far more patience than me, which is like just allowing yourself the time to be able to sit in that and go, right, okay, this is now something that I... I don't think I've got more patience I don't think, I think you do. I feel like you just like evolved straight into I don't the think I do. I just probably just, just hit away. Um, but for you, but I think definitely think it's like that regeneration phase is difficult because it's like, you're not necessarily now like chasing and growing and building and you're not maybe seeing the external the external world is not necessarily giving you back you know that kind of like validation of yes i'm doing good and yes i'm moving forward and yes i'm growing and i'm seeing these things now happening yeah. because you're having to do so much work obviously internally yeah. which can then just feel as though that you're just on this kind of like treadmill this is a battle and you feel one step forward two steps back yeah 100 we had to break everything all back down the way from where it was um which is, which is a little bit on the ego, isn't it? When you're mm -hmm. working with all these clients, you've got all these clients buzzing to kind of go, do you know what? That's not what I want to do anymore. That's not the direction I want to go now. Like now let's strip it back and work with people that I really know, love the program and want that value it and really want to get there. Like it's so much more exciting working with these women. So I did have to strip it all back and I'm still building it back up again. But like we said earlier, like building it's the best part and the exciting part, but yeah, I think I heard in a podcast the other day, which was amazing, was like sometimes you need to have setbacks to then set you up to something new. And it also really helps me to relate now, like going through this process of like the hard times now is that you can really relate to what my clients had experienced as well when they're feeling lost mm -hmm. and frustrated because I've just like, or spitting, I've literally just been there to um, being able to share that on social media and stuff now because I couldn't relate back to that girl that was like just out of university just getting excited in the gym and just losing weight like because I felt like that was eight years ago mm -hmm. ten years ago now so um it in the nicest way possible it was a horrible hard experience that I've gone through but it's definitely helped me in so many ways now moving forward I think yeah. so step back to go forward you've got to grow and you've got to evolve and you've yeah. got to allow yourself permission to do that and like you are not your business and your business is not you and I think for you it's been like well who also is Leanne out with obviously just the FFP mm -hmm. and I think there's also been so many other like we say all the time like good things that have obviously been happening alongside that and it wasn't like say there was a probably you just knew that there was something more that you yeah. wanted to explore oh, definitely like I'm such a positive person like I love my life I love just being able to walk a dog and got a great work-life balance like we've just got married like so many positive things and it's great but I just wasn't like yeah it was just that part of me was like there's so much more I could do it was an option I could mm. have just stayed doing what I was doing it, it was working and it was perfect and it was great but I was just like, I just knew I could do more and I could help more of these women and really show the world what we do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. Okay, let's shift gears. Okay. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you think, uh, and what do you think has allowed us to work incredibly well um, as uh, a partnership and in our relationship? Um, I think we are very good at communicating. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, I've obviously it's taken time to build and to do we've yeah. not always been amazing at it but I, I know some couples that would text each other what they're feeling rather than speaking it 
to each mm. other and I think we spend a lot of time talking on walks and making time for each other and I think that's really important mm-hmm. what would you say I would completely agree I would definitely say it's obviously been the communication side I think it's actually having a shared like mission in terms of like um this is what we value this is what uh brings us joy this is what we're passionate about this is what we're excited about um and I also think allowing each other the opportunity to now be able to have our own thing there's been times whereby we have had discussions and I've had thoughts about, okay, does now Leanne come in and basically work alongside like me and us and develop and every single time it's always been, no, actually she wants to have your own thing. And then actually in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that's so important mm. for you actually having your own kind of like purpose and your own baby and your own thing that you're now focusing on mm-hmm. um, and the thing that you're channeling your, your energy into. Um, and I think it's nice that I have mine, but we have a understanding of one another mm-hmm. um, that I think um, definitely works incredibly well. And we have obviously similar interests and very, very similar kind of like values. And I think we lead our own lives, but then also come together. Yeah. Um, and I think you give me the autonomy to go and do the weird and wonderful things that I need to go and do, like go and run crazy miles or go and cycle the length of the country or go and or go and work. You know, actually, yeah, I, I asked yeah. Ben, I was like, Ben. What question would you want uh, to ask uh, if you were basically listening to this podcast? And he basically said, uh, I'd love to know how Leanne lets Joe work so much. <laughs> I think that's only so he can let his Leanne listen to the podcast and get yeah. and get the answer so he can go. But he basically said like, okay, but you do allow me that permission to be able to go and build and develop and do yeah. what I need to do because you know that that's like me and that's where I get the greatest amount of fulfillment. And there's also times where you'll be completely honest and transparent and you'll communicate with me where you are and how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, if I am not aware <laughs> of my other responsibilities that I have, yeah. that I've potentially just fallen down on. Mm-hmm. And I do think the dog walk has literally probably been the anchor point that actually allows us to probably communicate at our best. Yeah. Which has been... When you come out on a dog walk. How many times have you been out this week? <laughs> yeah i haven't been out as much this week but that's only because i've had a few challenges uh, yeah but do you but, know what i actually did used to get annoyed though if you can come out for a walk but for me it's actually a little bit of time for me to listen to a podcast and oh i don't know sometimes i like i like, yeah, you don't I, like I used to get annoyed when you couldn't because mm-hmm. i was like we've got this dog like i know it's good for you to get out and get fresh air and i'm like oh for god's sake he's not coming and then one moment i was like do you know what, actually i kind of like listen to my book and <laughs> mm-hmm. no i'm to listen to yeah, me babble just, yeah yeah, but that's it. And I'm exactly the same. Like, I really enjoy us walking together. It's the only time of the day that we have no phones. Yeah. Uh, but then also at the same time, I quite like it when you're not there because it actually just allows me to have, like, space and time to think. Mm. Um, quite often, as long as Lola's not eating shit and whatever else that she's trying to find on a dog walk, it can be quite pleasant and enjoyable um, if she's not trying to be an absolute terror and trying to eat absolutely everything. Uh, but I definitely think the communication side of things has been, um, like, huge what would you say uh, you've developed from a communication perspective that's allowed you to communicate better with me or like even communicate better with yourself? I think it's just kind of realising like you don't know what's in my head. So an idea of this like comes in straight away is like sometimes you can be doing stuff on your phone and I'll be trying to cook dinner and hang up the washing at the same time and it used to like enrage me. I'd be like, how can he not see that I'm trying to do all this stuff? And then I was like, well, I've not told them. So as soon as I was like, do you know what, can you actually just help me with this washing? Because like, I'm trying to cook dinner as well and put your phone away. And just like saying that that was important and it saved me time and made my life easier just by telling you that. Mm -hmm. Like straight away now, if I'm doing the washing, 
I'll just say, oh, can you help me? Rather than just like expecting you to just do it, because everybody thinks differently, don't we? And we all have different values and different beliefs and different behaviours that you can't just expect people to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. You sometimes need to have the conversation about it and why it's important to me. Um, I think that's something that comes to mind for me is letting you know how I feel and what I need yeah, at definitely. that time. It's like not reading your mind. And again, that's yeah. also like my... Um, inability to be able to understand and potentially again you get caught up in your own bubble sometimes you're thinking about mm-hmm. like, okay boom, boom, boom and you're like and again we all have our own kind of like agendas per se mm-hmm. um i do do a lot of things around the house yeah you, you're really good <laughs> like full credit to you like you're such a clean tidy person I, um, I, what, but that I, still doesn't mean I do that what, I, I can't I, I'm ask good at, more oh absolutely yeah. and again that, that's a good thing and do you know what that's what i actually um love about you and we're having this conversation the other day is like um it's funny because if I ask some people like, oh, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or if I say to Aaron, Aaron, do you think about that? He'd be like, yeah, it's really, really good, mate. And then if I say to Leanne, Leanne, what do you think about that? She's like, yeah, you could do so much better. And that's the thing that I, I love, like most importantly, because actually there's been so many times that um, like I've been doing presentations or I've been planning for talks or I've recorded a certain video or I'm thinking about whatever I'm thinking about doing. Um, and then I will either present it to Leanne or show Leanne or like tell Leanne and she will actively challenge me and tell me that she knows that I can do better. And in that moment, I'm like, there's a part of me inside of me that's like, oh, f- f- fucking like just. Yeah. And but then you on, do it to me as well. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, it actually makes me realize and every single time she's always been right. And it's because she knows that I'm capable of more and better. And there's I've got the opportunity to, again, like not just settle for that. And I think that's the very thing that's now allowed us to work so incredibly well. And again, like for me to be able to now learn that that's actually you now, um, that's a form of like your love for me. Um, and it's a positive thing like I do with you. And it's a positive thing yeah, I when I do it, when it to you. It to me. Like we'll sit down and we'll talk about something and you'll um, give me some advice and I'll know you're right but it just really annoys me but it almost takes me like a day to really digest it and then I sit down and I go yeah he's right and then I go on and I do it but yeah. at the time it really annoys me yeah but I think that's, but that's... <laughs> and then I do it to you so yeah. I can't be annoyed but I think that's a good thing I think it's so good because <laughs> every single time you do it I can only ever think of like yeah every single time like it's literally made such a big difference but in that moment you're like ah, but yeah that's just your way to now know that I you know that I'm capable of better and more um, and you think that it can be communicated and or conveyed in a different way probably with less words with less speed and actually just maybe more succinct um but i think that in terms of communication is also being like absolutely huge um and i think like i say the understanding of right okay what do we actually want what do we want our life to look like like what's important to us even you said to me yesterday it's like okay you're planning all these challenges and you're going to run and do all this stuff but like when are we now going to book obviously the times that we're now going to go like away on holidays and obviously we had a period of time that we're in spain and we do travel and we love going away to places but i'm more of a spontaneous last minute okay let's do this yeah um, whereas you like okay this is our agenda and let's now like plan this out because actually we need to plan and consider what we're going to do with the dog or what we're going to do yeah. basically you're the sensible and responsible one. and i'm just <laughs> like yeah let's just do this spare of the moment kind of thing but even that it's like okay let's sit down and let's now plan these kind of like trips and what we now want and like okay what are we looking to build and create you know we even have like open conversations about like family and considerations and where we are right now and our thoughts around that and um, like just being okay with that and having that open um, space rather than it being like, okay, actually almost like being afraid to share and or say just in case you offend mm. one or the other based upon like what we're thinking or what we're kind of looking for. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah anything else that you think that we've done well as a team uh, within our relationship that supported like our own kind of like personal growth our own kind of health our own um like development in terms of like, the business and the impact we want to have and or even just the fun that we have what do you think um i think um the ability for us to now be able to have things that we do together um so for example like the way in which we now like eat and nourish um in terms of like our shakes in the morning and the routines mm-hmm. that we now have the cooking that you do for me that makes sure that I actually now eat my food. Otherwise, I'd literally just have a yeah. protein bar. I'd have a protein bar, a coffee and a green shake. Yeah. And then that would literally be me. Um, but I think even like a shared interest, like the Six Nations and like loving watching mm. rugby, um, like loving, again, walking Lola every single day. The training that obviously we're not trained as much together recently, but even like when we're away in Spain, like training together every single day, mm-hmm. you know, and like having the little things that we now do like for us, uh, which I think is um, so powerful because, again, like our habits and our routines are similar, which I think actually just removes friction mm-hmm. and makes it far, far easier. And I think an understanding as well, like although this is almost like Joe, <laughs> yeah, Leanne makes you seem so much better than you actually are, which is completely true. Um, I think there's times whereby I will acknowledge and appreciate where you are and what you've got going on and how busy you are. And then I'll I'll obviously then think about, okay, food or this or that or whatever and try and make your life a little bit easier. Do I get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Um, but then also it's exactly the same. Like you appreciating, right, okay, I've got this much going on. So it's not like a, you do this and I do that. It's like, yes, there's certain things that you do more of than me and I do more yeah. of than you. We have our own little kind of responsibilities that you would never do and I would never do for you. Yeah. But then also I think it's the understanding like of one another. Team. So like I notice this more, like I notice all, like, like I said, you do do a lot around the house, but like, I notice that a lot more when you've been away with friends and stuff like that on holiday. And it's like, oh my God, like I need to do everything. <laughs> it's really hard. So we just naturally do work like a team and I don't notice until you're away how mm-hmm. much you do. Yeah. And I think even yeah. just like... It's the, like teamwork. Yeah. The travel, the experiences, they're going for, you know, going out for dinner, going for like breakfast and actually mm-hmm. now being able to do these things. Um, and again, like we don't like even like my work-life balance is like going back to what Ben says, like I love what I do. I live what I do. And I think that's the thing is like, the big thing that I realized that removed so much friction for me was just realizing that my business and our business is an extension of us. So instead of now thinking, right, okay, life needs to be over here, business needs to be over here. How do we just now marry the two together and like, oh, like, yeah, business is an extension. So our values and what we enjoy. So yours is like personally, physically, professionally, uh, as like a kind of like a, as some core pillars, mine's like person, coach, athlete, business owner. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other things that we now talk about that isn't just training, fat loss, nutrition, et cetera, that's the importance of like relationship, career, um, you know, fun, freedom, all these kind of like exploration and now kind of like living within those and then actually just documenting those mm-hmm. because you are the business in terms of, right, okay, you are the brand and ultimately people are now going to buy from you because they admire and or see traits and or values in you that they either see in themselves or they would love to see in themselves. So the more you can start to show that, the easier it becomes. So instead of now thinking like works over here and life's over here, I found for me anyway, I just go on, right, okay, everything is just now kind of like one and it's not on off. It's like dimmer switch. Yeah. But it's far better. Time, I think for people that maybe don't have partners in similar industries, it's not like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But it probably is a lot harder. A hundred percent. And again, like I'm only speaking from our, ex- yeah, like our from experience. Our experience, it works. Yeah. Yeah. But I can imagine for couples that don't have that person that does understand that you're building something and you're working and you love it and they want you to come and have dinner at, with the family or earlier or something that it's a lot harder mm-hmm. for them 
Yeah, definitely. I completely, I completely agree. And then and again, that's when it comes back to communication. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm going to say. It's like it's just literally the, the communication side of things and just the understanding of, okay, what are the needs, wants, and values of that yeah, individual? Yeah, but not just of the individual that's earning, it's the individual that's supporting as well. <laughs> like you would need to say to your partner, like, what? Do you want to do and, and letting them do their thing and, and making sure that they know it's important mm-hmm. to do their thing as well I think not to be stereotypical and to just say it's women because it, there's a lot of women that I know you have who are like the breadwinners and very successful but sometimes a lot of the time it can be women who don't have their hobby or their thing for me and this is why like lead heart it does exist for people like this but it's just that way that yeah, it's good for you to have your thing, but it's helping them discover what's their thing as well and, mm-hmm. and help them have their own things that they love. And I remember one time, I can't remember where we were going, but I ended up on a flight next to an older guy. We were going skiing or something. And I was next to an older guy and he was saying to me, like, I just will always remember this conversation. I always think you always learn the best things from like people that are mm-hmm. older than you. And he was talking about him and his wife, like they've lost lots of friends. And what they realise is like when their friends pass away or whatever, their partner has nothing like they they only had each other and that was it and he really kind of sat down and was telling me that how him and his wife just see it's so important to still be together and have their things together but have their things with their own friend groups and their own hobbies and stuff like that as well so it's so important that if your partner isn't interested in that industry and interested in everything that you do because it's not all about you is like well what can you find that they'll love and they want to do too yeah I think so (laughs) no I think I'm just literally thinking there's two ways I was going to go about this I think there's two it's so important like you say for you to now be able to have like you say your your own thing yeah um and ultimately it has to have you know your purpose first and it's like I have to now be able to serve myself first and please myself first Mm -hmm. and make myself happy yeah uh, in what I now do in order for you then to be able to bring more to the other person Mm -hmm. and I think that's also been a kind of really really powerful lesson for me the second lesson that I was then thinking about was uh, what Kathy taught us, uh, who's an incredible lady. Uh, she's a former hostage negotiator and now uh, does a lot of uh, things on communication that me and Leanne have worked alongside. And it's like, sometimes there'd be quite a bit of friction because we both want to be able to provide solutions to people's problems and provide them with the answers. Um, and one big thing that we've now started to shift and do, even though that we know that we're doing it and you know like the intention behind it, but it's like, I used to be, still am at points, like coach Joe in the relationship. So it's like, okay, just do this, just do this. Have you considered this? Well, let's explore this. Let's think about this. Well, what do you think? And um, I then basically will start to relay instead of actually um, allowing Leanne to understand, right, okay, do you want me to listen to you or do you want me to provide you with a solution? And although like we know the intention behind that kind of, like the question, the meaning behind it. Like stop caffeining me. Like stop it. I know what you're doing, but yeah, it does really help. That does really help because I always want to take the pain away from you and I want to be able to solve your problems so that you're happy and fulfilled and all these things. But actually quite often you don't want that. You just want me to just sit and actively listen to you Mm -hmm. and not necessarily try and give you a solution to the problem because that's not what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, and also when you do say that, it does help me go, oh, actually, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What am I prepared to, to do here? Do I want to take action or do I just want to have a moan? <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes a moan helps. So if we now flip that, yep. what are some of the challenges that you feel as though we have or frustrate you about me? Um, <laughs> maybe your timekeeping would still, <laughs> still be when you are so much better than you used to be 
I know you're I, I think I've almost like all of our friends like will tell me or even my family as well and possibly your family will tell us dinners like two hours earlier than it normally is just so we're there on time so like I feel we all know what you're like and we all put in a buffer. I put in a 30 minute buffer for, for Joe for every time you give me. You said we're going to walk the dog today and we didn't go out till half past. So I always do 30 minutes is like when we're actually going to do something. But you're so much better than you used to. But I think I've also created a way to deal with that, yeah. with that quality that you have. <laughs> I just get carried away on calls and conversations and chatting to people mm-hmm. and then I don't necessarily respect my own like boundaries that I've like put in place because I'm just so immersed in a conversation or so immersed in something um, mm-hmm. and therefore obviously that can quite often run over. I just basically end up like you say just drifting away and sometimes yeah. you're like right okay and that's it. I get to Glasgow from Stirling in like five, 15 minutes. Of course at the speed limit which is, which is, <laughs> which is, which is, which is important. Okay my timekeeping yeah, which okay. frustrates you yep um i feel like i tell you things that i'm frustrated with mm-hmm. is it anything else i don't know have i mentioned anything else recently that i just can't think of um top of my head no I, I don't know i don't know you tell me i can't think but if i remember i'll i'll put it somewhere so that we all know <laughs> I can't think on the spot of anything else. But I feel like if I have, we, we deal with it and we work around it or I just love you for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Don't think you've got much choice. Okay, right. Give me all of yours. <laughs> I haven't got I haven't got many. I haven't got many. The thing is, I've Get had time. I've had the time to think about this question. So actually when I was out <laughs> oh, running no. when I was out running this morning, I was obviously collating and compiling. Yeah. Obviously the list. Yeah. And then I basically was able to bring it down to only one thing. Okay, great. And do you know what the one the one thing is that frustrates me about you? Uh, well, if living I, with you. If I see it and it's not the thing. Well, then it's going to be two things. Then it's going to be a couple. So I'll let well, you. Go on. What do you think it's? Um, I don't know because you told me that this annoys you. It's like if. I'm annoyed at something, I just go really quiet and you don't like it, is that it? No, that's not okay, it. But yeah, that does frustrate me yeah. <laughs> because I want to be like, just let's talk. But then you're like, nope. And then you literally yeah. just go off. But again, that's my... I go like, very quiet yeah. when I'm not happy. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had an argument. We don't think we've ever had it. We've never had an argument because you just... Yeah, don't, yeah. I just, I need my time. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like that's that understanding. Um, the biggest thing that frustrates me uh, about you... <laughs> what? Are you nervous? No. Um, is that I know how good you are and what you're well and truly capable of. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you don't allow yourself to see mm-hmm. how good you actually are and the impact that you're having and um, the growth, the strength and how you lead and how you communicate and how you make people feel um, and the energy that you bring. And I do think you, of course, acknowledge it, but I think you don't realize and or appreciate or give yourself credit for much like obviously most of us because we're always our own kind of like worst mm-hmm. enemy or hard, harshest critic but actually appreciate actually how good you actually are and i think that's a frustrating thing because i see so much in you and what you're capable of yeah but then i get frustrated because i know that sometimes you don't see it within yourself mm-hmm. and then that almost like holds you back at times but i know what I know what's in there and I know what you have the ability to do. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, but that's true. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's like when I see um even now like the evolution and like lead her and all the things you're now stepping into. It's like 
uh, what you've been able to build, progress, do the impact you've now been able to have, the the ladies that you've now been able to work with and just like positively like change in such a profound way uh, and the way in which now people speak about you to me and also how you've uh, like provided me with um, the support, the platform, the safety and the opportunity to now be able to um, like go and be better myself. You always force me to improve and you always force me to challenge myself and uh, you never kind of create like this is what you need to do or this is where you need to be. It's like it's always just like the biggest supporter and just driving me to want to be better and mm -hmm. fulfill what I um, want to do because you know that's important to me, which is then important to you um, and having that platform. And then obviously what you're doing and the discipline that you have. Okay, thank you. It's incredible. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing to have anything to say back. I agree with it. I know I, I am like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But I'm working on it. <laughs> what would you What would you go back and say to the Leanne that was out of university, thought she wanted to become a police officer, decided then she didn't want to become a police officer, and then was like, "What do I do? Where do I go?" Was in the estate agents and was just a little bit like, <laughs> if you, like if you're listening on a podcast, I'm starting to die. <laughs> Even just like saying that, like, what would you say to her? Is just like. Don't give up. Hmm. It keep going. <laughs> I do. I'll I cry think about now. it all the time. Like I do. I think about it. I'm just like, oh my god. Like, how many times I could have gave up or, like, just stopped trying and I didn't and I kept going and yeah, it like I'm really proud of myself for that. So, yeah, I would just tell her to just keep going. And do you know what I would say to her as well is like. Just have fun with it, cause like I've noticed, like, like I said, like the start is always so exciting and you're building it, but I think you get to a certain stage where you start putting so much pressure on yourself to keep getting bigger and to keep doing more, and that you almost like fall out of love of it a little bit. But so, like, one thing for me this year is just to be like, I said to you as well, I know I'm safe, I know I'm happy. Is like I should just be having fun with this and knowing that if I can help one person, like that's fucking amazing. So, yeah, like, saintly Anne back then don't give up keep working it's worth it you're better than you realize you are mm -hmm. and have fun have more fun with it and give yourself a bit of a break i think amazing yeah. i'm proud of you Thank it's you. funny because you were just saying to me that you just showed me a social media post that you'd written a few years ago yeah. and we were laughing but it's not until you look back you actually reflect right okay like this is where i was and this is how i felt and this is how i wrote and this is what i was yeah. talking about um, and now when you look back at that, it actually allows you to realise how far you've actually come and what you have been able to build and what you have been able to go through. Yeah. But you have to sometimes give yourself that space and that opportunity to slow down. Yeah, it's probably why I feel emotional because I tapped into that a little bit today and just really kind of realised that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, that's that? what I would say. What would you say? Um, to Joey... What one? Maybe the one to Joey. That was <laughs> that was in the abs blast class. Um, what would you say have? Uh, you are worthy. You are good enough. Um, people need you exactly as you are today. Uh, you do not need to identify as you know this as your body, or you do not identify as um, your business, or you do not need to identify as like you know trying to prove or trying to be somebody you're not. You just got to give yourself permission to actually now be able to own. Um, 
your weird and wonderful quirks and perks, the challenges, the vulnerabilities, and allowing yourself the opportunity to now be to step into those and realizing that those perceived weaknesses um, that you have or vulnerabilities that you feel as though you've got and the stories that you've like been through are actually your biggest superpowers and your biggest strengths. And most importantly, yeah, people need you exactly as you are today and you need to fear less that you're not going to get there and trust yourself more um, and allow yourself that opportunity to be able to, again, like enjoy where you're going and give yourself permission to be able to just appreciate the little things mm -hmm. um, that you have, the relationship you're building, the fun, the joy, the experiences that you're kind of creating. I do be proud of you. Oh, definitely. I think it's um, allowing yourself the opportunity to realise that it's you that's done this and this is what you're creating and you and we all stand on the shoulders of the giants mm -hmm. and we all stand, we, you know, we, we're basically a product of the people that are around us. Um, so absolutely, I'd be proud because I think if you told me that I'd be where I am now back then, well... I didn't believe it was even a job or even a thing or even actually I was even worthy and or good enough of anybody now listening yeah. to me because I felt as though I had nothing to say and I didn't feel like I had any value to add other than the way in which I now kind of looked or how far I could kick a ball on a football pitch mm. and that was kind of me so like now being able to accept myself for who I am and being able to put myself out there for that and being okay with that I think is huge. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I think we'll close up there because I'm not sure I can ask you another good question <laughs> off the back of that. Um, but Leanne, thank you. I hope that you enjoyed that. Yeah. And uh, again, I hope you were able to take something. And uh, if you enjoyed um, us now uh, sitting on the sofa with little Lola, with the fire on, uh, shooting the shit, as I would like to say, and just catching up and connecting, and you'd love to hear more of that, uh, then we would absolutely love to know. Aside from that, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have an incredible morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're up to, and we shall speak to you soon.